The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. In our last study, we began to talk about the presence of the Lord that is found in the book of Jonah. It permeates the book, of course, as we see the entire story from start to finish, but it is of note that in Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 3, Jonah is fleeing from the presence of the Lord. How sad, how senseless to run from such a good God. I mean, honestly, there's a miserable insanity to sin, isn't there? That's why prodigals have to come to themselves because there's a blindness to it. There is a, an ignorance to it that we would think our way is better than God's, that we would run from the goodness of our great God. I want to talk to you more about the presence of the Lord. And let's begin here. What is the presence of God connected to in life? Well, first of all, the presence of God in our life is always connected to the Word of God. We observed already that Jonah began this way. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying. So notice, please, that the word of the Lord and the presence of the Lord here are synonymous. What is Jonah running from? He's literally running from God's word. Someone said that the Bible will either keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. There's a lot of truth in that. Look, people don't want to read the Bible. They don't want to hear the Bible. They certainly don't want to hear it preached when they're not right with God, because it convicts, it reproves, it rebukes us. It Remember, the, the book of James says it's a mirror that shows us ourselves. Well, we don't want to see ourselves when we're filthy dirty, uh, when, we, when we look so ugly uh, in light of the holiness of God and our unholiness. And so what do we do? We run from it. We, we try to get as far away from truth as we can because our conscience is crying out and the spirit of truth is bringing Conviction, be very careful about that. Be very careful. Instead of running from God's word, when there's sin, when there's hardness, when there's rebellion in your heart, that's the very time to get in the word. And remember, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Jesus said, now you're clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Ephesians says uh, that God cleanses his church with the washing of water by the word. The only way to get clean the only way to get our hearts right is to let the Word do its work in us. And so I want you to see that the presence of God in your life today is connected to the Word of God. If you feel distant from God, if you're wondering where the, where's the Lord in all of this or what is God up to, if you're trying to, to discern spiritually where you are, what your need is at this time, may I just point out the most obvious thing? Go back to the Bible. I've discovered in my own personal Christian experience that the seasons where I got backslidden, and yes, I've been backslidden many times, and if you're honest, you'll say you, you have too. We've all had moments where we drifted from God, where our hearts got cold and indifferent and hardened to the Lord, and uh, perhaps we were even, uh, even unaware of it when it first started, but it just it's a slow drift, and then you start looking back and you realize something. You've been neglecting the Scriptures. 
The seasons when I have been out of fellowship with God have been the seasons when I was not in tune with God's Word. You see, my attitude towards God is reflected by my attitude towards the Word because that's how He communicates with me. My wife and I could not have a wonderful relationship if I never listened to her. I can guarantee you that. We could never have a good relationship if I never talked to her. And you cannot have a good relationship with God and live consciously each day in His wonderful presence if you're not in tune with the Lord enough to hear what it is He's trying to say. Two very obvious things. Number one, God speaks. He spoke through the entire book. In fact, the book of Jonah is by and large a great conversation between God and Jonah. There's a back and forth, as there should be in all of us. God speaks. He continues to speak today, not in audible tones, but He speaks to us. Romans chapter 1 says he speaks to us through creation. All of creation testifies of him. The psalmist said, The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. Day into day uttereth speech, and night into night uttereth knowledge. There's no language where his voice is not heard. God is speaking to you today. Do you hear the birds singing? Do you feel the sunshine, feel the breeze on your face? Do you see the, the beautiful flowers in bloom? God speaking to you, the God of beauty and power, the God who made it and sustained it, says, I made you too. I've kept you alive. Uh, You're in my hand. I'm your God. Creation speaks to us. He speaks not only in creation, he speaks in Scripture through the Word. Look, that's what the Bible is. It is the Word of God that liveth and abideth forever. If I said to you, would you like to hear Jesus speak today? Oh, yes, how can I hear him? Where, where can I find him? Open the book. God speaks through his word. Think of this. He put it in black and white for us. And ultimately, he speaks through Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? He is the word made flesh. Why is he called the word? Words are the very expression of the mind. Would you like to know what God is thinking? Listen to Jesus. Would you like to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the express image of his person. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 says this, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. You cannot know God apart from listening to him. And you cannot know God apart from his word, the living word, Jesus Christ, and the written word, the scriptures. So, number one, it's true that God speaks. Number two, it is true that we must listen. You see, God can speak and speak and speak, but if you're not on his frequency, you're not going to hear what it is he's trying to say to you. For example, even now as I'm speaking, there's beautiful music all around you. You say, I don't hear any music, preacher. Are you, are you playing something? No, I'm not playing anything. There's beautiful music on frequencies all around you, but you're not listening to it because right now you're tuned into me, not into something else. But if you tune a dial somewhere on a receiver, suddenly you pick up a different station, a song, a different voice. You just had to get on the same frequency. In the same way, God is speaking today, and he's looking for people who will get in tune with his voice who are ready to hear and willing to receive. It's why Jesus, throughout his ministry, consistently said, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. It's why in Revelation, the Bible says that the church is to hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And when you look at the book of Jonah, just look at the story. 
Everything seems to be in tune with the Lord, in harmony with the Creator. The sea listened. The wind listened. The fish listened. The Ninevites listened. The gourd listened. The worm listened. The sun listened. The dice the men were playing with, casting lots, they listened. God was in control of all the details. Everyone was responding to the voice of Almighty God, but man. Isn't that just like us? That The prize of God's creation, the one nearest to his heart, dearest to him, the one that he has the greatest capacity to fellowship with, he's given us that capacity, would be the very one to rebel against him and not listen to God. Now, I point out again that God had to speak to Jonah a couple of times, and I'll ask you again, how many times will it take for God to speak to me? How many times will it take for God to speak to you? You want the presence of the Lord today? Then get in the word of the Lord, because the presence of God in life is always connected to the word of God. Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.